Charon is a character from ancient Greece, but he is known by many different names. Charon, Charon, Manan, to name but a few, but the name by which you may know him best is the Ferryman. The Ferryman was charged by the gods to ferry the souls of the dead from this world across the river Styx to the underworld. But the ferryman must be paid. For if the ferryman isn't paid, then you cannot cross, and your soul is doomed to roam these lands for one hundred years before gaining access to the underworld. Now in ancient times, when someone died, friends or family would put a coin, usually an obel, either over the eyes or into the mouth of the deceased. This way the deceased can then pay for their crossing and safely enter the underworld. Now I am but a humble storyteller. I travel these lands telling tales of the dead to all that will listen. I ask no payment for this service, but of course, should payment be offered, I gratefully accept. Recently, I had the good fortune to visit my hometown. I know the area so well, that, and I know all the local ghost stories, so I thought I would arrange a ghost walk for the Sunday evening. It was a fine night for a walk, and we had some 30 souls join us. We walked around the town and I regaled them with tales of ghosts and ghouls and murderous deeds. The last stop on the tour was the old mansion house that lay high up on the hill. Legend tells that the house was built by a wealthy landowner and when it was completed he moved in with his wife, his young daughter aged around 14 and his young son aged around 9. At first, everything was fine, but soon strange things started to happen. Things would mysteriously disappear, only to reappear a few days later in a completely different place. Easy enough to explain, a simple case of absent-mindedness. But then things started to get worse, and the young boy was particularly affected. He would wake in the middle of the night having had terrible nightmares. He became withdrawn and even a little violent. Then he acquired an invisible friend. And on that fateful night, the boy woke as if in a trance. He sat on the edge of the bed, listening to the sounds of the house. He could hear the crackling of the open fire downstairs. You see, his father liked to stay up late reading by the light of the fire. The boy got up, walked out of the room, across the landing and down the stairs. He could see his father in the library with his back to the door. The light from the fire danced around the room like some wild satanic dance. But the boy turned away and walked into the kitchen. 
There he found his father's carving knives. His father loved to carve the Sunday roast and he had a set of knives that any butcher would be proud to call his home. The boy pulled out the largest of the carving knives. The moonlight coming through the window shone off the blade. It glistened in the moonlight. It was almost hypnotic. The boy turned and walked out of the kitchen, across the hall and into the library. He stood motionless behind his father's chair. At first his father didn't notice, but then he seemed to sense that someone was behind him. Slowly he closed his book. He went to turn, but as he did, the boy struck and sliced through his father's throat. He could hear the sound of the blood and the air as it escaped from the open wound. His father fell to the floor in a pool of blood. The boy turned and walked out of the library and across the hall, leaving a trail of bloody footsteps behind. Now the boy was alone, of that there is no doubt, but besides him, was a second set of bloody footprints. He climbed the stairs to his sister's room. She lay there in a deep, silent sleep. He raised his left hand and put over her mouth. She woke, grabbed his hand and struggled to break free, but the boy was too strong. Then, with the skill of a surgeon, he cut out his sister's heart. It said, before he left that room, he cut off a lock of his sister's hair, a beloved keepsake to remember his sister by. That just left his mother. He loved his mother, everybody knew that, but that didn't stop him burying that knife deep within her chest. And there it stayed until the next morning when the cleaning maid discovered the gruesome scene. The police were called and a thorough search was made but no sign of the boy was ever found and from that day to this no soul at least not living has ever entered that house. I turned to my audience they were all staring at the house I knew what they were thinking whatever happened to that young boy? I too was staring at the house, but my thoughts were of a different kind, for I wondered what my old room looked like now. Now at the start of this tale, I told you of the ferryman. Now legend tells that the ferryman doesn't just ferry the souls of the dead to the underworld. It's said that on occasion, the ferryman walks these lands telling tales of the dead to all that will listen. He asks no payment for this service, but of course, if payment is offered, he gratefully accepts. But of course, nothing in this world is free, and the ferryman must be paid. So for all those that do not offer payment. 
It's said that the ferryman returns in the dead of night and takes their soul as payment. But of course, this is just a legend and I'm sure bears no truth. So I wish you a safe journey home, a good night's sleep, and I pray you wake safely in this world in the morning. Good night.